How are you? Pretty good. Uh, I uh, I don't really have, a, I have. I don't have like a good. I don't have a good intro story this week. I don't have like a fun anecdote. Antidote. Antidote. Antidote yeah. is what you do for poison, right? It's the antidote. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I don't have an antidote either. <laughs> Give him the antidote. Do, do antidotes exist? I don't know. Is it a real thing or is that just a spy movie? Is it like? Is that like uh, like quicksand? It doesn't really exist. It's just in movies. I mean, there's like uh, like would like would um, if you get bit by a poisonous snake, or you know, like would they give you, or is it just called something else? Like, did they just sort of? I don't know if it's called the antidote. Right. They just kind of give it like one generalized name for like everything, but it's yeah. kind of like, it kind of means different well, things for different circumstances. Poison, you need the antidote. I don't know. I don't really know. Wouldn't that just be called like a an anti venom venom yeah but then no you know like it's kind of i don't know that's like antidote just sort of sort of like easy to say in response to any of that stuff that might be relatable yeah we'll have to look into it but we sure. never will uh you had something i saw your show notes i i grazed them i glanced at them uh, <laughs> i was immediately drawn to to something about people standing around kitchen tables what's happening so I think this is a good way to kick this show off. Yeah, I think so too. I was like, debating whether this is, is going to be a, a grind my is, gears at the end, well, or we'll just you can grind your gears at the end, or you can grind them now. It's a, I think we'll grind them now. Okay, let's grind them. So there's all these, you know, you go through life and you sort of notice things and things sort of either irritate you or annoy you, you know, and it's just sort of natural sort of life occurrences, I guess, or something is what you'd call them. Yeah. But we were in Vermont over the uh, last weekend. We spent like four days up there. Uh, brought my wife's father and his lady friend with us. So it was the four of us. Yep. And it's something that's occurred a lot, especially uh, specifically with them. When they, and they've been up there uh, with us, at, you know, close to a dozen times probably <laughs> already. Yeah. In the last couple of years. And it, it's one of those things where it, it's starting to like really sort of piss me off um, and really annoy me. And I'm like, I'm on the brink of like just yelling at everybody. Okay. This is going to be so dumb. This is basically, this is what happens. And it happens. It's, it's almost the exact thing every single time is in it, whether it's in the morning or in the afternoon or whatever, anytime I walk into the kitchen, you've been in our kitchen. It's not a big, it's not a big space. It, it's kind of, it's got like a little bit of a, a counter so it kind of blocks kind of the openness of the actual kitchen space, you know, where the counters and the fridge and all that a stuff. A peninsula, is. as it's called. It's a peninsula, exactly. Thank you. Uh, I walk in, maybe, maybe uh, my father in law sitting at the table, the mm -hmm. kitchen table, which is like five feet from the actual, you know, physical kitchen space. Yep. Uh, not doing anything, just sitting there reading or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I come in, I, I grab something from the fridge, or I'm going to make lunch or coffee in the morning or whatever it is. And as soon as I do that, he gets up and all of a sudden he wants to make coffee or he wants to, he wants to like, uh, get something out of the cabinets. 
And then all of a sudden, here comes here here comes his lady friend. And then she's all of a sudden like it's like it's it's like an instinctual like they hear the noise of like someone's in the kitchen, and all of a sudden everyone comes running. Hmm. And then they have to crowd in the kitchen. Like they can't wait five minutes or ten minutes, they or they could have done this earlier. I wonder if I do this. I feel like I do this. I yeah, like- I, but I, so I'm wondering. Like I, I feel like it's a, sort of an older person thing. Well, I'm old, but I'm sort of biased, I guess, because of those are my experiences, and I can't think of a lot of times I've, or everyone else doing it. But it's like it's it's just a weird. It's, you know, it's like when people you know get on the subway, especially if you're in New York. Yeah, or we have subways. The, the 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 train car is like wide open basically right like maybe all the seats are full maybe they're not you go in you stand in one section of a train car and like with it like every time all of a sudden like 10 people get on they stand right around you like the movie theater yeah people want to sit next to you at a movie theater i guess like, so right I would, like no, i don't i like saw a movie recently and it was like there was probably 10 total people in there and like I picked a spot that was like vacant, you know, like I had a nice yeah. oasis there's, around me. In front and of you, there's no one behind and you. Two different couples sat within like the the row. One person sat like in the row behind me, and the other one sat like in my row. And I was like, what? Do I, I didn't pick this as prime real estate. I just picked it because I wanted to be away from people. Yeah. And yeah. Same yeah. thing. I hate it when the people sit right in front of you and there's and it's wide open. It's like, why are you? Oh, I know. It'll ruin your day. The, uh, the the kitchen thing, I think that's just people being nice and wanting to be communal. Although we're not talking. I he's talking. And, oh. and especially in this situation where he is he does not necessarily usually we don't usually conversate with each other. We don't make small talk with each other. I am of the mind that no one should be allowed in the kitchen. I think that like a peninsula that's, is the is the demarcation of the homeowner and the guest. In my old place in Pittsburgh, that's like I didn't want you coming past the peninsula. Yeah. Unless you need to get a glass of water, we'll get your own shit, whatever, in and out, right? Yeah. But like now, it's a, it's now a, I'm in a tiny kitchen. I get mad when Kristen's in the kitchen. I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. You, yeah, get, yeah. Get out. Just get out of here. Yeah. I want any part of it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I love a. I love a kitchen conversation in a party. Like if you're just like, hey, I'm having a party and people are sure. in the kitchen. But there's boundaries. There's spacing issues. Too, there's boundaries. Right? Yeah, your kitchen and your apartment is is particularly difficult to like navigate. You, I just always feel in the way. I want to be helpful, right? But I'm never helpful. But it's also like if if like if we're not making, you know, if you're not making or baking or, or doing anything in the kitchen, you're standing in the kitchen. Fine, it's fine. Yeah, like you you can crowd around. We could fit three to four people in there. Though. I think you <laughs> might just find your father-in-law annoying, no matter That's what he does. Part of it. That's part of it. And that's why I, I'm saying I think I was biased. You can't that's say it. anything. You can't you just have to let it ride. There's no there's I, no, I leave the kitchen. Great. That's what all you can do. You yeah. can grumble under your breath and, yeah. and leave also, the kitchen. He's just he has to have one more cup of coffee. <laughs> and I like I'm using like the milk or whatever because I'm making coffee. And then, you know, but then it's like no matter where you and the problem with the kitchen our kitchen though is, is no matter where you are, you're always in the way because you're either standing right in front of the drawer that has like the, the silverware or, or the, the dishes. Fridge. Or the fridge, or the or the or the, or the coffee maker, you know, or the sink, you know. It's like it's a bad layout anyway to begin with. But I don't feel like people think about those things. Yeah, maybe. I overly think about them. Yeah, I think you're. I think if it was uh, anyone else, it wouldn't probably bother you as much. Well, there's been people like we, and we've said things too. They're like, you know, and, and to to my wife's credit, she's even like, "Why do you need to be in the kitchen right now?" You know, she'll say stuff, which is it's better for her to say something. <laughs> it's like, what, what, what are you talking about? What? Oh, yeah, with you. 
You know, it's like, you know, you, bro, you've been, you were sitting literally, I could, I, I heard him like sitting in the kitchen for like a half hour. I like, I knew exactly where he was. He never got up. But as soon as I walk in there, all of a sudden it's like, Hey, here we go. Yeah. And then, and then, and then his, his lady friend who comes from three rooms over in the bedroom on the main floor, all of a sudden she starts, you know, stomping her way through. You could hear her coming. It's like, Oh my God, you cut. Now you're deciding you need like need. It just it just it, it boggles my mind, and I and I'm I'm going in on them, but I I feel like it's a it, it's happened a few times before with other people, and you just well if it ever happens with me, feel free to speak your mind. I, oh, I, I don't I, I don't care. I'm comfortable like speaking my mind to you because I know you and I won't sort of be in a confrontation. Well, about my it. feelings won't get hurt. I would yeah. rather know. Yeah, I would rather know. Right, like get the fuck out. Yeah, I can't say I could I could keep like. I feel this way about like my dog a little bit. Like I'm like I she's she can be a little aggressive, a little licky, a little humpy, and I'm like I like I want you to just go ahead and tell her don't. But I don't know how to. I have no recourse <laughs> for it. I just I'm terrible at it. I'm a terrible <laughs> dog parent. I'm like I don't know how to yell at my dog to tell her to stop humping. I just don't. <laughs> you said that's kind of the kitchen. That's it. my dog's humping is people in the kitchen for you. I'm like I'm sorry, but I can't do anything about it. Hmm, interesting. Will Anne talk to her dad? Will she say, Dad, get out of here? Or no? Sort of. Yeah. So she'll be like, Do you need to, be, like, can you not be in here right now or something? He's like, Well, I want a coffee. <laughs> like, like, All right. Like well, you don't need to have a coffee right this second. You can actually wait a few minutes, but he doesn't care. Like, it doesn't matter wherever wherever you are. All of a sudden, he'll be like, Chris, I need, I need a spoon. I'm like, okay. Well, you can wait a second. Boomers don't have time to wait. No, they don't. They're de- they're entitlement de- there, days are numbered and there's entitlement for sure. Right? Like it's, it's their, it's their show. Yeah. It's their show. Yeah. I, it so is. There is a, there is a, uh, I think there's a, like a apex. There's a moment in your life. I don't know where, to, when it is where you just are like, I am now deserving of all the things. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. deserving to drive like a douche. Yeah. I'm deserving to cut in line. Like mm-hmm. I, I should like, there's just like a weird level of like, I've reached this age of entitlement and, uh, and there's no breaking it. Like once you've cracked it, it's you're, you're there. You're and, and you're like, why didn't I start this sooner? Yeah. I should like, it, I shouldn't have waited. I shouldn't have waited this long to get cheap movie tickets. I should have bitched about it with my forties. <laughs> the weird thing though is like, I, I was just in Arizona visiting my mom and her and her boyfriend. And we know he nearly died. Yeah. And, but I, I don't think there was ever that, that problem. Like I was like, I, they, I was like, whenever I'd go in the kitchen, they weren't sort of there. They, but they didn't come like running into the kitchen. It's all a the funny time. thing to obsess about. I, 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 I could. It's weird. I, I, I've only noticed it because of, uh, because of our, our place in, in Vermont in the kitchen. And it's like, you know, like, um, or the other thing too, like you notice this, so you, you'll understand it, is like where the kitchen, where the, where the, the, the refrigerator is, is right where the peninsula sort of ends. Yeah. So it makes a pinch point. Oh, it's hard. It's, it's an impossible, so it's, it's an and impossible it's, like, kitchen. You feel in the way. You yeah, feel in the way. And if you're standing at the fridge with the door open, it's really, it's really almost impossible for someone to walk by you. These two do it all the time. Do you know how hard it is to make a nice Australian feed sandwich in the kitchen? <laughs> You can't get you fitted. Dude, I see that stuff all, all now it's in the grocery stores around here. It, really? It, yeah. It's made a move? Yeah. I think ah. it's I think it's uh it's becoming popular. It's a thing? It's, oh, yeah. it's so good. I'm very excited to uh I'm grateful. I'm grateful. 
Yeah. We used to get it. They used to have that stuff. Australian feta, by the way, folks, is a uh, delectable treat. Mm. Uh, It's like a a wetter, oilier, more uh, pungent feta Mm -hmm. cheese. It's Mm -hmm. like a fresher cheese almost. It's not hard and crumbly. Tasty. It's very tasty. You can spread it on things. (laughs) I I suggest you put it on everything. Hot dogs. You name it. I think so, actually. I really like it. Like the new sriracha or like the new... Uh, Mike's Hot Honey? Yeah. I, see, if I, I, would love to, I would love to never see Hot Honey or Sriracha again in my whole life. Really? I don't need them. Oh, I love Hot Honey. Boo. Want it's what? Like the only honey I want now. You want to put it on pizza? Gross. Yep, I do. I do. I do it all the time. Ugh. Disgusting. So good. Hot Honey can go fuck itself. <laughs> It could take sriracha with it. <laughs> Wait, so wh- how how wh- have you found other condiments to sort of? Uh, I never needed them. I didn't find a replacement because I never needed those ketchup ones. mustard. Like, what's your for what's what? Your on for what on what? What do I put condiments. sriracha on? Ramen, gross. On, I, on, on condiments. What am I putting? What, what, what on the hot dogs and hamburgers? And well, stuff? my pizza I eat regularly without sweet sugar on top, so I just went back to the normal way of eating delicious pizza. So that okay. wasn't a problem. I, I don't put it on all my pizzas now. The sriracha thing is is because sometimes you get like a bowl of noodles and it's pretty bland, and yeah. I will say sriracha does the job, but I don't need it. Like I would be if if sriracha was never invented. I like the label; it's cool. But I don't need it. I don't need it in my life. It's, it overpowers the flavor of everything else. And as a person who likes to cook, when, you, when I make something and you dump fucking sriracha on it, you can put hot sauce, sure, whatever. Make it a little spicier, Tabasco, whatever. If it's not spicy enough for your liking, be my guest. But sriracha just overpowers everything. And I should have just made you sriracha chicken or whatever. Like, <laughs> and it's gross. Like, I never know if it should be refrigerated or left on a counter. It turns brown. Ugh. It's made of carrots. Fuck it. I hate it. Wait, so More but like hot sauce is fine. Sircracha. <laughs> hot sauce? Hot sauce is great. So what's the fucking difference? I just don't like sriracha. It's just overused. Okay. It's an overused Oh yeah. Condiment. Hot sauce isn't overused? Well, it depends on your hot sauce. Here's the thing. If I'm cooking, <laughs> I would prefer you taste the food before you immediately dump shit on it. That's my take. I get that. I get that. You could do that. If it's, my my if, wife gets really mad if if like if she makes Pasta, you know, like uh, macaroni, whatever sauce, blah blah blah. Uh, if you you immediately like put like try to like crack a little pepper over the top of it, she's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Oh, I think a crack of pepper is fine on anything. I know, but she gets so insulted. Oh that no, pepper's like pe- good enough. Pepper can you can put pepper on cereal. I don't give a shit. Like I pepper can you can crack all you want. You don't even have to taste it. I just if you're like I like pepper, do it. Mm. Now if you start salting that shit before you taste it. Yeah, that, that salt, the people who salt everything. We're going to have a problem. Yeah. We're going to have a problem. I, but, but, but that said, I tend to, uh, over salt a little. I like things salty. I like things like really like, I like umami. I'll put fucking MSG and shit. So that's not for everybody. No. So, so, uh, I am. MSG is actually good. I love MSG. Yeah. It's not like the bad thing that everyone thought it was like back in the 70s. No, no, that's just racism. Yes. That's powdered racism. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I love it. Kristen can detect it on anything. She's got a she's got a, a nose for it. She doesn't like the flavor, so I respect that. MSG? Yeah, she can taste it. She tastes that umami. She tastes the like thing in the back of her mouth. Like I put it on popcorn, and she's like, if I want a bowl of popcorn to myself, 
All I gotta do is put MSG on that shit. So I'm, it's all mine. Sure. I keep it around. Right. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, <laughs> How do you feel about aiolis? A like manis? Yeah, like but like you know some of them are chipotle flavored. Some you know there's different flavored aiolis. Like you buy them? Like yeah, that? well buy put them on. They, I feel like they put aioli on like on everything now. I've never done that. I don't know. I don't know this aiol areola. <laughs> I like those. I like areolas. Oh. No? Uh, yeah. Would you put aioli on your areola? <laughs> <laughs> I've not, I've not, I've not noticed the craze. I know that I've seen like in the grocery store, there's like a, there'll be like a mayonnaise with ketchup mix. Yeah. Or like pranch or cranch or something like that. It's like ketchup ranch. But I feel like every side dish now comes with like your fries or, or on the burgers or something always has like some sort of like a flavored aioli sauce yeah, or something. I don't need it. I do like a, I do like a mayonnaise on a fry, but it's got to be like a very specific kind of French fry. I wouldn't just be doing it all the time. That's a personal opinion. That's a, that's my own taste, you know? And a little pepper on the French fry. Tweets, is that nice delicious. Little... I love it. Go for it. I think it's great. I don't think there's a wrong way to eat a French fry, to be honest with you. Fucking, I don't think either. I, you know what? Ranch, maybe the, I don't know if this ranch, is be... put ranch on that shit. Gravy, <laughs> fucking put baby's yeah, blood it goes on Baby's it's blood perfect. is delicious. It goes with anything. Yeah, it, French fries, there's not a wrong way to eat a French fry. Except for the only wrong way to eat a French fry is with ketchup. I mean, in a pinch. It's not my preferred way to go, but I'll do it. Do you like the ketchup? Now, the ketchup... That, speaking of overpowering something, ketchup overpowers everything. Yeah, the ketchup. The sm- I can't the smell, stand really ketchup too much anymore. The smell of ketchup gets me. It's tough. I don't, I hate it. If you put ketchup on a hot dog, I can't eat the hot dog. I'll eat the hot dog. I yeah. can't put it in my mouth. But just now, a dry ass hot dog? Now I, no, mustard. Just mustard. You Don't put ketchup on that shit. Mm-mm, no way. Gross. Or ketchup on a breakfast sandwich? That's fucking, that's t- friendship termination right mm. there. My wife does that. Ooh, so gross. So gross. Sriracha now you put on a breakfast sandwich is pretty fucking good. I guess. If you gotta be an asshole. <laughs> That's the preferred way to do it. <laughs> Ugh, I can't believe you like dry wieners in your mouth. I don't like dry wieners. I like a wet wiener, but it's gotta be spicy. I want mustard. I'm not putting a right, dry mustard. wiener. Regular mustard or like spicy brown mustard? It doesn't matter. On a, on a hot dog, I'm not getting fucking too fancy with it, but I'll take whatever you got. Dijon, right. even, if you have to. Uh, I don't know if this, this is probably is new, but mixing sriracha into the ketchup? Gross. Oh, that's pretty good, man. It gets a little spice to the ketchup. That's the only way I like ketchup now. Mm. Sriracha ketchup? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah, that's good. That's fucking gross. That's the smelliest food you've ever invented. That's mm-hmm. just so much smell. Mm-hmm. Ugh. We're not going to see eye to eye on this at it's- all. No, that's fine. Well, I think it's the first time we've uh, had disagreements like this in a long time. Yeah, we should probably just end the podcast right now. <laughs> just, just, just <laughs> compliments debate. <laughs> I can go. I can go a full forty-five minutes on this. I could too. I could talk. I could rate condiments. I could do a condiment like, like. Uh, oh God, I don't want to rate. Like condiments. A, oh yeah, you got to do like a Bill no, Simmons like top shit. top ten condiments. The the t- <laughs> the. The Condiment Hall of Fame. I could see him doing it. Uh, Australian Fed is number one now. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a way of life. It's a food group. <laughs> I do. I will say this. I'll close with this. I w- I've been spending a lot of time in the West Coast, and they always offer you ranch with shit, and I take it every time. I'll, I, I like ranch. I'm back on ranch. I was out on ranch, but what? now I'm back on ranch. 
Is, po- it, is it a West Coast thing? I think so. You never, like out here, like if you got like wings here, there's blue cheese, that's a wrap. But out there, you can have ranch. Yeah. I've grown to a pre, I've grown to sort of somewhat like blue cheese because sometimes I'm forced to have it with the wings. That's oh, good so with I've wings. I don't, grown bit, I don't want it on anything ready. else, but I'm, but on wings for sure. Yeah. It's bad. Like you have to bank some places around here to, to add ranch with your wings. Yeah. You shouldn't have it with your, I don't think you should. But pizza. I I put ranch on pizza. Ooh, man! How fuck, could you? Fuck you, honey boy. Oh, fuck <laughs> you. You're not one to talk. <laughs> You're like, you know what's good on pizza? Maple syrup, delicious as long as it's spicy. <laughs> there's a place. There's a place in Vermont. It's a it's a pretty uh it's a pretty great restaurant. They have an outdoor space in the summertime where they they do wood fire pizzas and they're and they're good pizzas. And like a year ago, if they put maple we, syrup, my wife and I were out there eating it. Place. And, uh, and this one couple, you could tell my wife has a, your, your wife has a nose for MSG. My wife has a nose for, uh, New York regional dialects. <laughs> and so this, this couple sat down behind us and just by looking at them, I don't even think she heard them at that point. She looked at him and she's like, Oh, they're from Long Island. <laughs> and as soon as they started talking and they were asking the, the, the waitress about the pizza or something. And they, they placed their order or something. She's like, Oh yeah, they're definitely Long Island. And, uh, they asked, they, so they ordered like two or three pizzas. And then they asked, they're like, do you have any, uh, do, you, do you have any like, like condiments come with it or anything? Or can we order? And, and the lady was like, excuse me. She, they were like, yeah, can we, can we get some like ranch or something with it? And the lady was like, no, we don't do that. And my literally, Anne almost lost her shit and turned around and yelled at them. Like I, you don't fucking put ranch. Oh, you do. That's you don't dip your fucking pizza in anything. And especially, you don't do it with a ranch. Oh, you do. And it's good. Oh. Especially like Domino's or some shit like that. Delicious. Exactly, because she was like, what is this, fucking Domino's? Yeah. No. Domino's is delicious in ranch. That's the only, that's the only thing I'll even I'll let you have. Okay, thank you. I'll take it. Let's, <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about sports. We can keep on the grinding of the gears. We can keep grinding gears about sports. Because I have some gear grinding that I wanted to talk about. This is just a little, it's a small thing. Maybe you could settle an internal debate for me. But this idea of hockey assists in basketball, that's a, I've, I've never heard this until this season. And now, all through the playoffs, I've heard Stan Van Gundy says it all the time. Hockey assists. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that doesn't even count the hockey assists. They don't count them because it's not hockey. Like, it's dumb. Who, the person that touched the ball before the pass, that's an assist now? We're, we're, we're calling that a hockey assist? Is that what it is? I hate it. Is this like a new phenomenon? Have you heard this phenomenon? Am I just being it's a curmudgeon? Not, yeah, you're just being a curmudgeon. It's not a new thing, but it's never great, gained traction. So don't, don't start acting like, and don't start trying to portray this as like it's, it's getting somewhere where like, it's just Stan Van Gundy. It's Is just it? A, maybe the Van Gundy brothers. I don't know. It, it's, it's a little bit of a thing for a long period of time because it's like, I think it just sort of, it's, a, and it's appreciation of the offense and the flow and the passing that you can come out of it that you make the extra pat one or two extra passes and you get, you sort of get credit for that kind of a thing. Like, I don't really get it. I don't really care though. Either. Okay. I, I, even, in, even in hockey, I don't like, okay, so you make one pass to the other pass and then, and then they score a goal. They get and it's a, like, Oh, they, they both get a get point this. for that though. They get points. So like, it's a thing like you get right. like, a, it's a, it's a thing, but we're, it's not a thing in basketball. So stop it. It's not. And, and it's probably too convoluted, more convoluted in basketball to try to figure out sure. that. It's just dumb. Just stop it's, saying it, Sam Van Gundy. 
That's all. Let him, just let him have it. That's all he's got. Well, the one thing I did, I I have noticed this season, which I didn't notice until I saw it in an article, and then I I've been noticing it a lot, is this idea of the grenade, where like if you like dribble around and and you can't get you can't find your shot, or you can't, and then you pass it with like two seconds left on the shot clock, yeah. and yeah. it forces the other player to put up a bad percentage shot. Yeah. Like I liked, I didn't really notice that, but like. Tobias Harris is the most grenade launching motherfucker. He gives everybody grenades all the time. It's got to be infuriating. I'd never even thought about it. Like, for some reason, I guess my basketball IQ is not deep enough. But now I notice it all the time. And it's something that I really like. I'm glad that it was pointed out to me. (laughs) They should keep a stat on that. (laughs) They should. Shots off grenades. (laughs) Like, I'm sure it's stat whatever. Stat GPT has a... Has a version of like shot, like shot percentage when given the ball under two seconds in the it, shot clock. It drives me fucking crazy because it's just bad offense. Like it's, I know, but man, watch the Sixers. Watch them tonight if you want. They have they, terrible offense. The Sixers are the king of the grenade. They have no structural offense. Like I don't get it anymore. The well, Knicks are doing the same fucking thing. Well, like the Knicks, the Warriors even, are actually doing a lot of it Knicks, now lately too. And I'm like, where did your the offense? Knicks go? Offense doesn't make sense to me. Last night they ran three pick. They ran three switches. Uh, to get RJ to have the RJ Barrett to have the ball on Love, and it worked. Sure, he missed one layup, and like the other one, a putback was bad because Mitchell Robinson's maybe the worst player in basketball. But then they just went away from it, and then it was just Jalen Brunson iso ball or like Julius Randle iso ball, and I'm like, you were doing this switch, you were at least doing a, like it wasn't a pick and roll, it was like a pick and switch, but it was working. You were you were you were putting Love on an island, which is like he's the worst defender out there. And then Tibbs just like was like, well, that's that's a, that's working. I sure it, it 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 didn't work three times, so let's just move away from it entirely. Like that dude befuddles me as a coach. I do not understand. They were down six with seven minutes left, and they just like were like, we can't win. We can't win this. Let's be honest with ourselves. It was crazy. A team just like totally gave up. Gave up on a team that has like two real starters. It's it's bonkers. It's it, it it's it is blowing my mind a little bit about the way that these teams are um, winning. And the and the the Warriors, I didn't re- I didn't watch the end of the game, but I did hear that the great Lonnie Walker had quite a performance. Yeah, apparently. So, so finally, Lonnie Walker getting the flowers he always deserved. I was big <laughs> on Lonnie Walker in that draft. I've been waiting for his day to come. Sadly, it has to come on the Lakers, but I'm very, very happy for Lonnie Walker, and I and I hope everybody jumps on that bandwagon because it's a fun one. He's a great player. I love his I love his game. Are we Are we just destined to have a Lakers Heat Finals rematch again? I don't want to talk about it. I was I, I oh God. Like, how hard are we going to start rooting for the Nuggets now? Basically, right? Well, it's interesting you bring that up because I hate the Nuggets, and then I was watching the other night. And fucking Isbia, Ishba, or whatever, the owner of the Suns, pulls that shenanigans, which has been beat to death, and everyone knows about it, and everybody has an opinion. But what it did for me was immediately make make me like Jokic. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm just, look at this guy. He's incredible. (laughs) Like, all the weight's off. I don't have to worry about him anymore. The MVP's been given to Embiid, and I could just enjoy the Nuggets. And And I do that by hating the Suns, which is very easy. So I'm, I think, yes, the answer to your question is yes. Like it's nuggets or nothing. Like I, I like, let's yeah, do it. Like that's yeah. the only team I can stand in the West. 
yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. Really, honestly, I, even the Warriors are like, they're just, I, I want them to lose at this point. And I love the Warriors. Yeah, I want them to lose too. I mean, I always hated Jordan Poole, and now I kind of feel bad for him. Like, I feel bad that I thought he was a chump last year because now he's like proven to be a bit of a chump, but I kind of feel like he's just like been ostracized. He's like getting paid way too much to be on a team where no one likes him and he gets knocked out. Like, yeah. Right, like I don't. I have like, yeah, some, like there's some sympathy or empathy or whatever in my heart for him. I wanted to dislike him because I didn't like his style of play, and I didn't like the Warriors having like another guy who like can do everything. Check, yeah. But now I just feel like that team is so unlikable. Draymond's so unlikable. Clay just is like such a bitch fest. Like I, I just think like it's weird. I just, I mean, I don't want to root for the Lakers, and I'm not going to. But I also don't care if the Warriors lose at this yeah. point. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really gonna be pissed off. I'm already pissed off that 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 they're down three one because it's almost impossible for them to win the series now. Then because then 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 it puts the Lakers in the conference finals, which is just like it's just feeling like this is this is all predetermined. Yeah, uh, I don't not, I don't think it's, it's gonna be the Heat though. I like they're not good. I don't know what's going on with the Knicks, and like good for them for beating Milwaukee. Maybe they were good in that series, but the games I've watched with the the Knicks, like I'm like this team is so beatable. Yeah, I, I think the problem is I came up with this theory, especially from watching that, that Milwaukee series and, and a little bit early on in this New York series, is that Miami's not great. They're not a great team and they don't have a lot of great players. So when, when you play them during the regular season, you, can't, you, you don't sort of – Miami, there's not a lot of, you know, usually game planning from night to night, right? Like in, in you, know, one, you know, you play one team and then you move on. So, so – so you can kind of beat Miami because they're not sort of they're not preparing for your team and your style of play and the whole thing. Become the playoffs and Spolster is a really good coach. They can game plan and and sort of that defense becomes a lot better. And then they can kind of, you know, really sort of play against your your strengths or weaknesses. I think. And I think they did that. I mean, they also got lucky with Giannis being out a game or two and being injured. And that I think that really affected that whole series. I mean, uh, it's definitely Spo is definitely the. In the in the East, he's the best coach by a mile. He's the, there's no competition. Like he's, he's the best coach in the in the league. Yeah. Um, well, I think yeah, I agree with that. And he's just he just like like who else is coming close to him? Like is it Steve Kerr at this point? Even like Kerr's like showing to me. He's like I don't even Kerr's, know if he's trying anymore. I don't know what Kerr's Kerr's like. I could use a fucking vacation. Like it just yeah. feels very much like. We'll yeah, because he, he was like they keep showing the video of like him. I didn't watch any of the games last night, but he just kept throwing his hands up when they they were making you know like they're missing shots and stuff. It's like, I think he's just like, I, you guys like, are they not even listening to him? Are they not even running anything? Like, I don't, that whole seems dysfunctional. But anyway, my point is though, is the heat. I think that's why they're always good in the playoffs is because they can really sort of hammer down on you and, and sort of, um, it makes a big difference. It makes it when they can kind of game plan and from game to game and strategize, like, you know, against in a five game series or seven game series. Um, they really kind of, they, they it, 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 it just sort of enhances their chances. Yeah. Uh, and where a team is against like the Knicks and like, and the Bucks, who have two coaches who are very defensive orientated and who almost like, ignore offense to, to, to a detriment. I think that really plays in the hands of the Miami heat, but they, like, but they the can, Knicks, they can figure you out and lock you down. That part point. of defense is defensive rebounding. And part of defense is not always sending help. I don't. Tibbs just befuddles me. I don't like. I I don't know how they beat Cleveland. I just don't like. I don't understand what the fuck's going on. Like, could Tibbs 
get fired after this season? Uh, it felt like no after the Cleveland series uh, right. because they weren't expected to win that series, right? I guess technically. Um, so I, I thought he probably gained a lot of a positive momentum there. And I, yeah, I don't think. I guess the way this team's constructed, no one would really know how to make them good. Yeah, I yeah, I feel like they just get they, you know they run it back one more year because you earn that right now because they won a playoff series and like Mitchell Robinson is unplayable. He's unfucking playable because he was amazing against Cleveland, right? But he he's he was so probably, bad, but make an adjustment. Hartenstein is definitely the better guy. He just gets in foul troubles trouble a lot. But that's about these coaches. That's why everyone thinks like, everyone's so mad that Milwaukee fired Budenholzer. Because he, oh, he must be a great coach because he won a championship. Well, coach like, no, Bud, actually, coach Bud sucks. I would firing him like right after his brother died feels a little cold blooded, but oh, yeah, but I guess they, I guess the like nurse is the guy, right? Like that, maybe you're firing people to. I don't know who the who the hot commodity is now that Ime is gone. Like, why you need to fire him like the day yeah, after? His, I don't know. His um, you just had to make a change. I think you had to make a change. Like I, you and I, even from the beginning, I think when he was hired, we were like, eh, I don't love this. And then he won a championship and everyone's like, Oh my God, he's so amazing. Yeah. I don't love coach. He's Bud not, he's not a great coach. No, he's not. He's he has pretty, really great team and really great players. And that's usually all the difference in the world. Yeah. He's pretty bad. I don't think he's going to like pick up and be great somewhere else. He's very, no. he's very Van Gundy ish, but he's got a ring. Yeah. So. I mean, as long as he has the talent around him, he can, he can, he'll do, he'll be fine. He'll be a winning coach. But that's like, you can say that about fucking anybody. Well, Spo doesn't really even have the talent. That's what makes him so great. Like, yeah, exactly. Isn't exactly. exactly. His and I'm actually really impressed with Darvin Ham and the Lakers. Me Because like, he keeps mixing things up. He keeps changing things. He I used like, Lonnie Walker I last like, night. In the I like court. that Darvin Ham fella. Yeah. Like and, he, he, and I he, think Monty's good too. Monty like m- making the move and getting like Terrence Ross involved and getting like, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's the other one's name? Damn. What? Damn it. Yeah, Shamit involved. Yeah. When everyone was calling for it, and then he just did it, he was like, yeah, I was going to do it. Like, that's, well, that's what I don't understand about coaches in general normally, is like they, they just played like they're five or six guys. And it's like, try, you know, that, that's why I respect Ham and Monty, because it's like, all right, try a couple of your other guys on the bench. You have, like, you've got to do something else. You've got to yeah. mix it up. The Sixers, man, they, like, we, we have, like, all, we have, n- we have not seen Shake. We've not seen Daniel House, not that we need to. We haven't seen Maws, like. There are shooters on that bench, like Shake, Shake in particular. It's like what, like, I mean, he was playing Shake the, the other night or two because he was playing great, great defense or whatever. No, that was that was that was uh, Melton. I don't think Shake. I don't think Milton has seen a has seen a a, a Milton and a Melton. Yeah, we have we have Melton. Oh God. Yeah. I thought they kept saying Shake Mel, Milton no, was no, the, the guy that they they're saying the doctor Mel- liked that his was, That's Melton. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. We're only starting seven or eight guys. Yeah, well... Or playing seven or eight guys. We're only starting Doc, five, because right? that's the I mean, rules. You know, Doc, is a, he's a fucking bootenholzer. Like, know. he's, he's oh, way overrated as a coach. I know. He's, like, using... Like, yeah, he, he is. Like, they're... The only time he was great as a coach was when he had that shitty Clippers team where he had no stars on it, and he had to make them work, and that's I know. impressive. I know. That's when he's good. When, yeah. Like, he's... he's he actually the, has to coach. He's the perfect coach for Oklahoma City right now. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's what should happen. We hmm. should get Nick Nerds. <laughs> oh, I think you should I think you should go with Sam Cassell, actually. Exactly. That's really what they should do. They can't go with a weird white guy from that played was in Canada. Like <laughs> can't happen. Not with this squad. <laughs> no. Although like Doc sending James Harden like a weird gospel song 
before the game, which I listened to, and it's one of the worst songs I've ever heard. Like I don't even know what the message was. It was it's a I tried to listen to it. It's I'm not anti gospel by any means, but it is woo. I don't know how he heard that song. It was like just Maybe he's just trying to piss him off and rile him up or something. Get his juice. Maybe. I mean, it's it's weird. I mean, it's it's a far cry from. How do you fucking motivate James Harden? Like, how do you? I don't understand. I don't either. You know, uh, you just let him be from game to game, and whatever happens, happens. You you force his hand by putting like a a a paralyzed uh, shooting victim in the audience, and uh, <laughs> and make him win a game for him like that, like. James Harden has to have like the ultimate pressure on him in order to do good, I guess. Maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean, who does that? Who's like, I'm inviting this kid to be here. They're going to keep clip showing him over and over and over again and then bring him onto the court because I made the game-winning shot. Like, that's crazy pressure. That is unnecessary. Do that during the regular season. Like, I was... I don't know how James Harden's brain works. I do not... I, I don't either. I mean, I appreciate that he did that for that kid and everything. But um, seems out of character for him. Like I like, yeah. I well, see, that's the thing. I guess with James Harden, like you just don't know what his character is, like, one way or another. He never he does, even wants to give people high fives. Like he's just like he right. he is a he is a an anomaly. I wouldn't like. I don't know. I would love it if he Probably wrote a, a book. Good dude. He's just he's just. I mean, look at that fucking beard. You know, like that beard. Like you just don't know with that guy. Yeah, you don't know. I don't even know what's happening. You can't even see his face. <laughs> Barely has a mouth hole. <laughs> It's like a little tiny mouth hole. It's crazy. Well, I love it though. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. Every time I watch the Sixers, and even if they they're struggling, they struggle like a lot during the games. But I'm still, I'm still find myself sort of re- liking them though. I know it's a it's a weirdly lovable team because you've got like dopey Tyrese Maxey just bouncing around. Oh my run, god, he's everywhere, running around, and no one else is. Like a lightning bug. No one else is. He's always. It was cool. what I saw. Well, the one thing I thought was really cool, like when Harden made that shot, right. And Bede gets in the ball on the help, and then Harden makes the game, what ultimately was a game winner, the three-pointer in the corner, a place where he doesn't typically shoot from. And he said himself he was just trying to give Joel space, which means like it's just a pretty big shot to be like, all right, I'll take it. Like Not a lot of people are doing that. Uh, Maxi on that play, doesn't even like flinch. He just runs back on D. He knows Missoula's not calling a timeout. Like He didn't celebrate. He didn't even smile. He was just like, business, let's get back on D. I was like, that's fucking great. Like that was a that I love Maxi so much for that. Like he just wants to like hoop. He's like the little dog that's barking next to the big dog. He's just like <laughs> row, row, row. he's great. I like him. <laughs> I like the team. I mean, but like I hate PJ. I'll always hate PJ. But like, fine, fine, we'll take him. Like I don't know how he works. I don't understand how these players let him berate them when he scores zero points regularly. But he's got because you know. You don't fuck with PJ, and f- he's the only one. I, I feel like they—he's kind of like that necessary component that they've needed for years. Where that he's like—he's just a guy telling you how it fucking is. I mean, t- if you put it, like when check impact players in the playoffs, right? Like, it, um, I bet last year, ten out of ten times, you'd be like, I want Ben Simmons over PJ Tucker. But PJ Tucker, like in the playoffs, like there's just something about him that is more. It's more of a plus than Simmons, whatever Simmons can bring to a game. Like, it's just. <laughs> I do feel like the, the problem, though, that they, they, they don't use him enough to his strengths. Where he, they, they were, uh, uh, where has he played the last couple of years? Was it? Well, he was, in, he was in Miami last year, I think. And then he was in yeah. he was like Milwaukee the before that. Places he's been, they keep him in the corner. Yeah. 
an offense, and then they, when the help defense, they usually kick it out to him, and he usually drains those well, he's So he stopped shooting. There was like a thing, like he had a wrist thing or something all season, and it was like, and his, and he was not confident in his shot. And actually, a credit to Doc. Doc pulled him for give putting up for passing up an open shot, like in game two or three. Doc yanked him like early in the game and was like, "You got to shoot that." Like you yeah. got, and then he shot. I think he made two or three after that. Like PJ responded, he was like, "Shit, I do have to actually shoot this shot, even if it doesn't go in." Well, because I felt like they weren't even passing it to him. Well, anymore. they were. Like, they All right, were. well, you, you're just you're you're screwing your own offense that way because you have to. You at least have to put the ball in his hands, especially when they're playing off that much. Like right, the double, exactly. the double kills Embiid. He's yep. he's he hates the double. Yeah, Embiid needs to learn how to give up, give the ball up more too. I think. Well, there's yeah. I mean, we could little mid rangers turnarounds and stuff. Oh, but those he, are awesome. I love them. I love the elbow. I love Embiid at the nail. I do too, but I but sometimes he's he, like he get you can't he forces it you know and it's like it almost becomes a grenade situation where he just he grenades himself. I think. Yeah, yeah, he does grenade himself. I I it's, speaking of Embiid and and the game like uh I will say this uh Doris Burke who I have always like disliked because when I watch her on a regular season game especially when she's covering the Sixers she like doesn't seem to do any homework like she just kind of like says all the basic things about the team <laughs> it's all these like really like basic like not in-depth stuff, stuff you'd find out if you listen to a podcast really quickly. But as the series has gone on and as she gets to know the teams better, she's got more in-depth coverage and she like points things out that are happening in the game that are like actually pretty insightful. So I'm giving I'm gonna just go ahead and say this. Like Good. Doris is Doris is growing on me. Good. I know. I like Doris. I, I also think that's the nature of the regular season too, right? Because you can't a lot of people aren't. You know, like a lot of people are too, like, uh, I, you, you listen to some of these, Kevin Harlan, that guy, like, uh, he just mystifies me. Um, and the Greek guy that does the Grant Hill games, I don't like him either. Like, they just seem to be, like, just there for the catchphrase, where I think Doris is actually doing a pretty good job. But I think, but I think regular season is, is harder to sort of have more in-depth when you're when you're jumping from game to game every other night kind of thing too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. And that maybe that's everybody, but I yeah. it just always particularly bothered me. Like, 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 uh, my guy, Hubie, like, you know, you could probably say the same thing about him. Is he still alive? Yeah, man. Come on. Fuck Hubie. <laughs> I fucking can't with that guy. Hubie can't even pronounce his own goddamn name. I know we've done this a million times, but like try, try enunciating an H. Your name is Hubie. It's not, Hub- not Hubie. <laughs> Yubi. This is like Hawaii. <laughs> like, what's up, Yubi? Uh, also, I saw a highlight. I didn't watch, like I said, I didn't watch any of the games. I saw a highlight from the from the Knicks or the the not the Knicks, the Lakers game last night. Um, did uh, LeBron bust out a fucking cream skyhook at one point? I don't know. I didn't see it. I was a little I was a little pissed off that LeBron like stole the thunder from Lonnie and was like, yeah, I told Lonnie we're gonna need him. <laughs> I was like, you did? You, LeBron revisionist history. Like, time. you can't just... Yeah, seriously, dude. You told him that? Like, you can't just let LeBron... Five years ago that we're going to need him in game five. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Like, well, it's not about you. Like, it's just not about you right now. Like, just let the guy... He had 15 points in the fourth quarter. He saved your season. Like, let's just... Doesn't have to be... Okay. It's hard when you're that level of a star to not think it's always about you, though, right? And whether you're a movie star yeah, you or to a Harden, Harden's post games, he's just like, yeah, blah, 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 we just, you know, who? like James Harden. He's yeah, like, but he's not on the, he's not that, he's not the LeBron level, man. He's an MVP, bro. 
He's an MVP. Yeah, he's got hey, a. So let's. So, so one thing quickly, since we're doing basketball, uh, I realized that last night, uh, listening to Shaq, uh, talk with the pregame, that the the final four teams could all be Shaq teams. It could be the Celtics, Heat, Suns, and Lakers. Very easily, it could have be those teams. Which is gross. Like I hate all those teams, mostly because of Shaq. Uh, who do you like? Uh, we did this a couple weeks ago. Who do you, who do you like coming out of these out of these series? All right. Who I'll say this. Who who I think will come out is I. I still think the Nuggets are probably. I think they're poised. I think they match up really well against the Lakers. Yeah, I think they could beat the Lakers. Uh, I think they could easily handle them. I and so hope it's destroy. not Suns Lakers. Yeah, I the Suns. I th- I, the Suns would probably be more of, a, of like the sort of warrior sort of matchup where it, they they can match up pretty well, but it's 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 I just don't know if like Aiden, they can. Aiden is not probably. I don't think Aiden is good. I don't think he's good. He's, he, when you're when you're starting Jock Landale. Yeah, who is it's not Landsdale. There's no S. I keep putting an S in there, but there's not. It's just Landale, which is weird. It freaks me out. It's like it, like if you're starting, he's actually playing pretty well and he's matching up pretty well against uh, against them. Uh, against Jokic and stuff, but like, it's, I worry about the Suns. I, I think the Nuggets can easily handle, they can even probably sweep the Lakers. I think a little bit, uh, to, uh, for the most part, I got the East. It's probably, man, I worry about the heat because they're just on a run. Even though I don't think they're that good. I agree with you. I don't think they're that good, but I think it's the Celtics. Now, what, what do I want is I'll probably, I, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm almost writing off the Knicks. I think. Yeah, um, I think so. so I'm, I want the Sixers, and I want the Nuggets. That would be so fun. That's a, that would be so fun. Like, what a fun series! What a fun yeah. finals! It doesn't really. Hopefully, it has enough star power for the NBA. But like, the NBA gets so keen on. LeBron. Could you imagine an an, an Embiid Jokic matchup it'd in the finals? It'd be the best. It'd be like, so fun. It'd be so fun. That it would be, be pretty great. It would be great. And even it, if it, even it, if the Nuggets lot won. Which is my prediction that the Sixers would lose the finals so that they could do the the quafecta of Philly sports <laughs> losing in the finals. Uh, I would be okay with it. I've like come to turn. I've had the, the all it took was like that owner. Like all it took. Like I can hate players only up to a certain point, and then it's ownership. Like my hatred of ownership it will surpass anyone. You could murder your family, and if you went against James Dolan, I'd be like, man. You know, it's not that bad. Yeah, he's, he's no James Dolan. Yeah, exactly. So as soon <laughs> as it was, as soon as it was an owner, and he was so broy and so horrible and gross, like I was like, it's like I think it goes players, owners in my level of hatred. So coaches, I'm whatever. So I don't really care. Players, owners, refs. Refs are the worst. Refs are the antichrist. Like the the fact that like Tatum can push. Maxi off him and shoot a three, but because Maxi doesn't fall down like Marcus Smart, that he doesn't get the call. Like, wh- like that's all they're doing is saying like you have to flop. Like that to me is just like the only way you're getting a call in this modern basketball is by flopping because refs are so incredibly gullible. Yeah, they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to check that one. It's just, it's just dumb. It's just like so dumb. Like I don't. Like, well, the falling down should be a should shouldn't be a, a, an advantage. Falling down should be like, oh, you fell down. Now you're not in the play. You shouldn't fall down. It should be that simple. Oh, just like uh, charging charges. What, what happened to the charges uh, outrage? What? You know what? You know who might actually might piss me off more than all these people. Like, oh, your whole list actually me, might me. be the fans. Yeah. Well. Yes, Chris. <laughs> the 
fit. I mean, but that was the thing is like the, the owner was a fan. Like it was like the perfect combo. Also, that that the, the subtlety of 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 Jokic's forearm was just like, I'm gonna just slightly push this guy off because he's so strong and just so subtly do it. Because the guy would just like rip the ball in my hand and he was like, fuck you, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give you a forearm shiv here. Like it was just I, I've watched it probably uh, 50 times, the replay of that. And it's yeah. just, it's the most perfect, perfect, just little forearm shove. Jokic, I, he, does I, it, he does it with absolute just perfection. Like, the, like he doesn't flail his arm out, you know, he doesn't like, it's not overacted or even in the, you know, but he just gives him a little shove enough to push him back. It doesn't even look at him or act like anything happened. It's, it was, it's just, it was, it was a, it's a chef's kiss. Yeah. It, he said, he said that he was touched first. And I was like, that's not true. Yeah. But I, if you look at it, he does kind of get touched. No, I think I, to me, I, it's the, maybe I'll look at it because I, I, I wasn't, I was never really focused on it. He just, the owner has the ball and he kind of tries to protect it. So he kind of swings his arm around, but he's not, he doesn't push Jokic. Maybe he's he, talking about the, the proud boy with the beer that touched him. Maybe. I mean, technically, touch. yeah, he, he got touched for, he got touched, yeah. but he didn't put his hands on Jokic. He was just trying to keep the ball away from him and they're on their arms or whatever. They're like, you know, knocked into each other. And it's like, all right, you know, and, and to Jokic's credit, he, all he wanted was the ball. Cause yeah. as soon as he pushed, he pushed Sheba, he just, he went, he put his hands up cause he was just trying to get the ball from the next the guy queen, where the ball flew to the queen of Ashiba. My favorite, all that whole scuffle was the, was an NBA owner showing his butt crack on national television. Like, that was the best part. <laughs> they just plumbers butted it. Yeah, right? How can you let your butt crack show? What are you doing, dude? What are you I doing? Do not have, you are a billionaire. Yeah. Get how some, can you not afford clothes that actually fit you so you don't get underwear? What are you doing, low rise jeans and your weird like shirt? Like, I, the, I can't believe you showed your butt crack on national TV. It's bonkers. It's crazy. It was bonkers. I loved it. That was a bet. Like, the whole thing. I just went from like hating Jokic to just uh, like, I am on Jokic Island. I love him. Like I, I, he's my favorite player besides Joel Embiid. No, I'm just kidding. He's not that. He's kind of annoying to watch, and he got gassed in the game. But I'm like, I definitely felt like my body needed a team from the West, and now I have one. So go Nugs. Yeah. Now that I'm rooting for you, it's a kiss of death. But uh, that's just how it goes. I call I, I call Kristen the Knicks kiss of death because every time she sits down to watch them, they fall apart. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like if our if RJ knew that you actually have the power, and like she's only just expressed interest in these playoffs, and like I said this last time, but like put a hit out on and for some reason, yeah, she's got a hit. She she might she might want to watch her ass because she <laughs> every time she comes in, she just like the Knicks will just fall apart. That's hysterical. It's uh, pretty great. Let's um. We got to finish this off here. Yeah, yeah, we're we're running out of time. Uh, okay, I, I just want to maybe end on this. Maybe you have something else. No, no, uh, I don't. But I find it interesting um, that you uh, move out of Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. and the Pittsburgh Pirates are uh, leading their division and actually look like a really good team. I don't know if they're a really good team. I wanted to go to a game. I'm going back to Pittsburgh this weekend, and I was hoping they'd be in town. They're not. Uh, I'm fine. If I was the reason. Are you, Pirates, you, are the, you are the Pirates kiss of death. If I was the reason, that's fine. It's good that I left. Like, the, te- the town deserves... I think they sucked before you got there. So that, okay, but. Yeah, that's true. But maybe they were just like... But sand, the one, the one fucking year, you could have enjoyed them as, as, a, as a decent team that's winning games. I didn't need that, though, dude. I needed a $25 ticket that was a block or two from a house. Like, $25. <laughs> 
I just needed a cheap ticket that was close. Like, I don't need to... I didn't really... And they actually won a fair amount when I was at games. So, okay. I, I'm, I'm happy for the city. I, I hope that it continues. I mean, there's still 172 games left in this year, so anything could happen. I will say that they, this, this, uh, the last 10 games, they are 3-7, and seven, so maybe they are sort of coming back down to yeah, earth. Yeah, they, they might. Because the record was incredible. The only reason I know they're in first place is because my next-door neighbor, this, the old man, Nick, he thinks that I'm a, like a super Pirates fan. <laughs> and he's, he clearly watches baseball all day long because all he does is like he's a retired teacher. And so every he'll see me outside. He'll like I'll go walk Kate right now. He'll probably go give me a Pirates update. Like he's always like, "Oh, the pirate! Wow, that game last night, huh?" And I'm like, "Yeah, woo!" Got to get a hobby if all you're doing is watching baseball all day. I don't know. It's not bad. It's not a bad life, you know. He's he does. Oh yeah, it is. You could do anything. You're retired. You could do anything in the world you want, and you're watching fucking baseball all day. Come on, man. Well, he does. He does dry cleaning, and he goes for walks. <laughs> what do you mean he does dry cleaning out of so, his house? So Nick. <laughs> Nick has a brother, Jack, who also lives with him. They okay. look nothing alike, and they're old and definitely gay. Uh, <laughs> so both of them. Yeah. So Nick, I think, I think they're. I don't think they're brothers. I think they're brothers from another mother. Uh, I think oh, they're okay. just old school, and so they're brothers. Sure. Um, and they. Uh, they don't live together though. They do. Oh, okay. Yeah, they live together in a house. Okay. Uh, okay. And so Nick does. Uh, Jack's an optometrist, and Nick is retired. Nick does Jack's dry... Like, he takes Jack's dry cleaning in every day. I watch him walk to the dry cleaner every day. It's really yeah. cute. Yeah. That's also sweet. brings us cookies and ice cream. I'm not, I'm not mad I at him. No, you can't fuck with him. I'm not saying, like, you know... <laughs> I, sounds like an amazing guy, but I'm, just, I'm trying to give him life. Yeah, yeah, don't he, worry. Like, do a little something more than just one At least thing. he's not watching Fox News. Like, he's fine. He goes to church. You know, he does his things. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> He was a high school science teacher in Westfield, New Jersey. Like he, his life was never going to be like it was. It, it was. This is it. Like this is what he was going for. He settled down with his brother. They get ice cream. It's a good life. All right. Good <laughs> you, for you. You have never seen two people <laughs> that call each other brothers that looks like as not brotherly as these two. <laughs> it's pretty cute. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris, we can wrap it up there. It's a little short. We're a little short of time, but I think it's probably, I think, I think that's a good, a good note. I did want to say one thing. I, hmm. I, I have this TV what? channel that comes on my TV automatically. I have a Samsung. And for some reason, like this like nineties video channel, just autom whenever I turn my TV on, it's excite or whatever it's called. I don't know where it comes from, but like oftentimes there'll be like a nineties video on it, and I'll be like, Oh, I just sit through a nineties video. And the other day, crazy from Aerosmith was on. Oh. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that video ever or recently i've seen it a million times i never realized how bonkers it is uh if you can find it on the internet please do so i would love your comments on the i won't i won't give you any more information other than that if you have three minutes between now and next week please watch the crazy video i, <laughs> I want i want three takes okay three takes okay i want All three right. takes and see if they're they're fall within the uh moments where i was like what is happening here uh so yeah <laughs> Crazy Aerosmith. Maybe we could be a weekly thing where we just dissect a 90s video. Who knows? We might just be the rewatchables of videos. It'll be a three-minute show every week. <laughs> Got to find, find a niche. The market's, the market's saturated. All right, Chris and team, have yourself a wonderful week. Go Pirates. Peace. <laughs>